It was like $4.50 as buying it down there. I bought it through the fives, I bought it through the sixes. With margin, I got something close to a 10x return on that. There's this whole narrative that retail is dead, retail is dead. And I'm in a, a mall right now, in the Aventura Mall down in Florida, and it's busy as hell. There's people everywhere. Even J.C. Penney's is still in business. And one of the malls I own, Simon Property Group, they bought a stake in J.C. Penney's in the recession. They own 37.5%, three-eighths of that company. And in J.C. Penney's, they have, as you see, Sephora. Some of the Sephora stores are still there. So you might not love JCPenney's, but a lot of people love Sephora, a lot of women. Sephora, they're having a disagreement that you know, maybe they'd like to exit their contract from being associated with Penny's long term. But even if that happens, Kohl's has got an agreement that they're opening 200 stores, Sephora stores inside of Kohl's in the short term, and they're going to roll that out throughout the chain over time. You know, people, they're like, you know, why do you want to own malls, Derek, this or that, or you know, this or that negative things. Like, look, at the, the inventory is full. There's inventory everywhere. There's people everywhere. They're spending money. It's not that you just own a mall, you're owning a lot of other quality assets within the mall, like Sephora, like some of the other biggest businesses in the world. So not only am I getting mall money, I'm getting makeup money as well. Behold, a Macy's. Nobody liked Macy's when it was, when it was under $5. When it was under $5, nobody liked Macy's stock. So they hated the stock then. I liked it, I was buying it. And I was buying it at a margin, so I didn't even get a 5x return. I got more than a 5x return. I love buying things that are out of favor. I love buying things that people, you know, oh, this is dead, that's bad. Nobody's doing that anymore. When other people are chasing the, the, the trendy thing, they want to do whatever the new nonsense trendy thing is, I just like stuff that works. I just like to make money consistently. I like to multiply my net worth consistently over time. So I'm not worried about the new trendy thing. A lot of people go broke trying to be trendy. but. Here's a business, used to be worth a lot of money. It was like $4.50. I was buying it down there, I bought it through the fives, I bought it through the sixes. With margin, I got something close to a 10x return on that. You don't need to do the trendy thing to get wealthy. You can multiply your wealth by order of magnitude at a time, and not much time, in a couple of years, when you find the right investment that other people don't understand in that moment. But if you're just guessing, if you don't know, is this a good investment, dear? I don't know, dear. I don't trust my own judgment, dear. Dear, I don't know anything. Well, if you don't learn something, you're going to die and you're still not going to know anything. You're going to learn more before you earn more. How are you going to earn more without knowledge? If you can't make a decision, if you can't make a well-educated and informed decision, how are you going to know if you're buying something that's actually valuable or not? Don't worry about the new trendy thing. Don't worry about the new trend. Learn how to make decisions where something's mispriced, misunderstood, and you have more clarity about where this future is going to be. That's a good investment. Those are my favorite investments. Money with the Cheesecake Factory as well. They got Cheesecake Factory over here. And, uh, I was buying Cheesecake Factory at you know, $16, nobody wanted it, restaurants were closed, crazy government mandates, closed the restaurants, closed the world. Yeah, 16 bucks, sold it later, I think it went to 60 something, I sold it in the 40s, I got almost a triple out of it, maybe made 190% or something like that, and then uh, plus more because I bought it on margin, and uh, yeah, guess what, a year and a half later, Cheesecake Factory is still there, stock's going good. You got to buy things when nobody wants them, you got to buy valuable things when nobody wants them. When the, when the market's misjudging things the most, when people are most panicked and most scared, most irrational in their assessments, you've got to learn ahead of time how to make high-quality, rational assessments, how to look at a marketplace and understand, well, what is it that's out of favor right now? Again, the people are misunderstanding. It might be extraordinarily valuable later. And I did that with malls, and I did that with retailers, and I did that with restaurants, and here we are running around the mall making money from Simon Property Group. 
I made money from Cheesecake Factory in the same mall. I made money from Macy's. I made some money from, uh, there's a Nordstrom at this mall. Those are a lot of revenue streams and they're all synergistic. And it wasn't a mystery. People have liked shopping and eating out for as long as they could. It's part of human nature. People want to go gather things and have communal experiences in a restaurant or you know, ladies like to go shopping. It's part of their, their happiness and social status and, and their hierarchy of their peer groups. These are fundamental human needs being met. It shouldn't be a mystery to anyone that some of those things are going to remain popular in the future. So when you find opportunities like that, I'd say the same thing about casinos. In the last recession, I had similar thoughts about people been gambling forever. They're probably going to want to go do some gambling in the future. I don't like to gamble in those environments, but you know what? A lot of people do. So it was a great play. It turned out really well for me. So again, you got to do your math ahead of time. You got to do your, your research ahead of time and understand like, how are the humans thinking about things? How do the markets function? That'll give you the confidence to make great decisions that might make you a lot of money the next time there's an opportunity like that in the world. Really, this opportunity's not even over. I don't know when it's going to end, but it's not over yet. There's still more money on the table. I'm going to get some more money. Are you? Simon Property Group bought up in the recession with a couple of the partners. They own three-eighths of it, 37.5%. It's Forever 21. So, you know, they did some of this that um, they're their own landlord. So they own the, the stores within their malls in some cases where they can still run them profitably and avoid there's something called co-tenancy clauses in some of the leases. So when things were really bad and some businesses were closing because the, the governments forced them to essentially, if you, have, if you have a bunch of empty stores in the mall, then other stores can break their leases as well and pretty soon you have a downward spiral that's not good. And that did happen with a lot of the weaker malls. With the Class A malls, with the higher quality malls, you know, they bought up some of these companies. Brookfield bought up some. Simon Property Group partnered with them for, you know, for Forever 21 for Brooks Brothers, I believe, a few other companies, and uh, that kept their occupancy rates high. Lucky Brands was another one, Lucky Jeans. And they kept their occupancy rates high and also let them run those companies where they're their own landlord so that the company can run more profitably. And hey, if someday they, they have so much demand that uh, the rents are too high, they can choose to close that store and rent it out to somebody else, or they can keep operating it and making double profits, the, the profits from the retail store itself and the profits that they would make as a landlord getting paid by their own retail store. As I say it, I turn around and here's Brooks Brothers too. Simon also owns a chunk of that. Just in this mall, we're making money from Brooks Brothers, Forever 21, JCPenney. And those are all owned par partially, three-eighths of them are owned by Simon Property Group. Mace Rich is my favorite investment. I'm not telling you to buy it, but it's my favorite investment. I bought it a lot cheaper than it currently is, but I still think uh, it's a good investment for me than collecting a great dividend. I personally think there's more upside. Never buy anything unless you do your own due diligence and you understand what you're buying, okay? That's very important. But I love making money from the malls. I love making money from the retailers who are in the malls, uh, restaurants that are in the malls, and you're getting you know double, triple, quadruple benefits from that. That these stores, you know, in these businesses individually, you have stock appreciation. Right? And then you have dividends coming from some of them. And then you have synergies where some of your businesses are paying rent to your other businesses, and so on. Like it's it's money on money on money on money. If you understand those ecosystems and you know when to get in and when to get out of something. I'm not a trader. I'm an investor. It's still important to understand when's a good time to enter a position, why do you have it, and when would be the right time to leave that position that you wouldn't be lo any longer interested in, in owning that. Um, maybe it's not because it's a bad thing, you might just find a better investment that you'd want to transition to that over time. So very important to learn these things, it's very complicated, but after you understand how it works, you can make money with it for the rest of your life if you know what you're doing. Not only do they have a Macy's store in this mall, but they have a separate one with home furniture, Macy's Home Furniture. You look down this way, Bloomingdale's, also owned by Macy's. So, there's a lot of ways you can make money. There's a lot of ways to make money. 
within this ecosystem, just while I'm walking around this mall, we rented a, a Rolls Royce Phantom to the day, just having fun. I got my Maybach at home, I'm traveling, so I got a nice luxury car while we're hanging out here. We're walking around the mall that's paying for all this stuff. I get paid a lot of dividends from these malls. The malls pay me money, they pay me a dividend. Macy's pays me money, they pay me a dividend. I get appreciation on all these stocks, including the mall, including Macy's, including Nordstrom, including Cheesecake Factory, just in this mall. Those are all businesses that paid me money in the last year. Uh, there's, there's a lot of income streams you could have just from this one ecosystem, and I love it. It's a, it's a hell of a life, frankly. That you know, I had a, a fantastic interview with a UFC fella earlier today. Now we're, you know, after that, we're leisurely running around Rolls Royce Phantom. Go check on my investments a little bit. Make sure all the bills are paid. Make sure my, my whole life is paid for. And um, I don't know. That's that piece of shit out of going to work for a nine to five. That piece of shit out of doing normal people stuff. So a lot more fun. That didn't happen overnight. It took me over 30 years to understand the things I understand about business, to be able to make those assessments of what should we buy, when should we buy it, and what's the right time to sell those things as well. And if you, if you don't know when, if you don't know when to get in, you don't know when to get out, if you don't know how the business functions, you can't make those decisions. And you know, if that case, you're hopeless or helpless, and uh, you're better off to go to your nine to five, I suppose, but I think prosperity is a lifestyle choice. I think you could choose to learn more and earn more. I think millionaire is some lifestyle choice. If you're in a first world country, you could choose to be a millionaire if you start early, put in the work, learn the things that are necessary, look stupid, feel stupid, gonna mess some things up. If you're persistent and get past that and let, learn how systems actually work, how financial markets work, how businesses work, how real estate works, tie those pieces together, there's a, there's a lot of money out there. And you're like, oh, Jack, there's more to life than money. No, there's not. Money equals your freedom. Money equals freedom. That gives you the freedom to live your life the way you want to and provide a lifestyle for your friends, family, and loved ones to let them live the sort of life that you'd like them to live as well. If you don't care about money, I mean, you're literally saying you don't care about your future. You don't care about your family. I don't know what to tell you if you're that type of person. Uh, if you're the type of person who wants to learn more and earn more, I can help you with that. I have programs in entrepreneurship. I have a program about real estate. I have a program about global markets. I made money in all three of those things in the last year and a half. I made a lot of money. I help some of my clients make a lot of money too. Only if you're serious, only if you're a hard worker. You know, I, 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 can't, I can't push a bum up a hill. I can't push a loser up a mountain. Like, you shouldn't push a loser up a mountain either. You get exhausted. But if you're a current or future champion, if you're already in the habit of winning, if you're already good at something and you want to understand how these things work too, I'd be happy to help you with that. Go to my website, moneyberg.com. Make a commitment to invest in your future. Make a commitment to, to learn more and earn more and have a more prosperous future. Choose to conquer. Conquer your current circumstances and get onto some better ones. <laughs>